Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everyone, and I hope that this day is filled with the glory of Almighty God. Yesterday I was talking about Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3 and chapter 4, and I'm going to be in 1 Kings again today. A little, I'm moving a little farther down uh, the chapters. I think it's going to be in chapter 11. We'll see when I, when I get to it, but I'm pretty sure that's the chapter today. But I want to keep talking about Solomon and obedience to God and, and how God led him and how God will lead us. And the things that we need to do to, to make that happen. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I come to you asking your presence on our lives. Open up doors. Lead us. Guide us. May we see you. May we see you clearly. Lord, anoint our lives. We want to be servants of you. Thank you for these dear listeners. Bless them this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Solomon was so blessed that he went on to build a mighty temple for God. You can find out about his temple by reading the sixth chapter of 1 Kings. I won't share that with you today, but you look at the uh, sixth chapter of 1 Kings, you'll see all about it. He overlaid the interior of the temple with gold and spent seven years building it. He later furnished it with so much pure gold. In today's market, it would have cost hundreds of millions or maybe a billion to build what he had. He did it for the Lord. It was all for the Lord, not for his own purpose, not for look at me, see what I can build. Solomon was a man of prayer, and he wrote some great books like the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the book about love, the Song of Solomon. Solomon had some good things going and had a fast start to being king, and one would think that with all his wisdom, he would have continued to honor God. And I, that's what has been the theme of this message is a fast start. Fast starts don't always mean success, and I gave you some sports analogies yesterday, and if you didn't listen yesterday, go online and listen to it because I think it'll help you. Well, I know a lot of very bright pre- people who make very poor spiritual decisions. Solomon did not finish strong. In fact, in 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 4 through 6, it says, As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. He followed the Ashereth, the goddess of the Sidians, and Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely as David, his father, had done. Well, Solomon fell victim of influence, and he started worshiping a goddess. How incredible is that? Here a man who has seen and heard from Almighty God and seen his provisions and saw his father David and watched him growing up and then turns away. See, that's the way it is. You know, we've, we've heard of some of these great TV evangelists that were good people but got turned away by sin. We hear of that. See, sin can come to any man. It doesn't matter. Somebody can say they're the godliest person in the world, but sin is out there always trying to throw an apple in our way. Probably by now, most of you are thinking, how could he do such a thing after being raised by such a wonderful father and having such good advice and seeing the hand of God? Well, yes, we wonder that. We don't get that. People of God, be aware 
aware. The devil is out like a hungry lion trying to destroy your relationship with your Savior. He does not want us to glorify God. He does not want us to come forward like we like we do and 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 praise his name like we often do in our churches. He does not want that. He wants to derail our relationship with God. He wants us to sit back and just say, "Hey, you know, God, whatever happens happens." We must stand firm and stand on God's promises. You know, I, there's an old hymn that goes, standing on the promises of God my Savior. And folks, that's what we need to say each day. Lord, I'm going to stand on your promises. I'm going to live by your promises. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to walk with you. And when I fall down, I'm going to get up. When things get hard, I'm going to keep moving. I'm not going to let the enemy get a stronghold on me. And people, if we will do that, If we start claiming the power of Jesus Christ, God will be with us. And you see the enemy start getting your life, you claim the blood of Jesus. Jesus, thank you for your shed blood on Calvary. Lord, block the enemy from any attack. And Lord, give me strength and wisdom to stand up for what is right, what is good, what is pure, what is honest. Because of David, Solomon didn't lose the kingdom, but took it from his son because Solomon no longer walked with God. I can't think of a more sad day than when someone turns their back on God and we have all seen it more than we would like. I have seen it in ministry over and over again and nothing, nothing hurts so much as to watch someone walk away from God. And they have every excuse in the book. Well, God hasn't done anything for me. God isn't there. Well, of course, look at your attitude. Look at your faith. Look at you're laying it out. You're just telling God, you're not going to be there. You don't want to be there. And he's saying, look, if you would understand, you'd honor me. Put me first. I will take care of you. Oh, I don't, that doesn't mean everything's going to go just uh, tremendous. That doesn't mean everything's going to be the best days of your life. But it means that he is going to walk you through life, and he will be there for you. He has certainly walked me through life. He's helped me in times of darkness. He's helped me when I've been down. He's lifted my spirits. He's been there for me. Poor things happen when one ignores God. I believe with all my heart that God wants us to be ambassadors for him, to have the boldness to stand up and to encourage those who are living contrary to the word of God to repent, which repent means turn away from the way of the world to a God who loves them, forgives them, and wants to be there for them. I think that we need to listen in the Word of God. It, it tells us, help someone gently. Gently restore them to faith. It doesn't mean go beat them down. If you have a family member that's turned their back on God and they're doing horrible things, he doesn't mean to take a baseball bat to them and say, wake up. He means to gently restore them. Show them the love of God. Teach them. Know, let them know that you're available. And that prayer is the key. In a relationship, God is the key. Christians, we must rise up and be a voice. That's one reason I like this radio station, KBXL 94.1, because Beth and Dave Schaefer, their desire for this station is to rise up and be a voice. That's why it's called KBXL 94.1, The Voice. 
we want to have a voice in what what people are doing, a voice in people making good decisions. It's time to ask the Holy Spirit of God to give us a spiritual boldness to stand up for God's truth. When is the last time you've stood up for God's truth in a public setting or in a work situation or in your home? Oh, I'm just, I don't want to turn my kids off, so I let them do whatever they want to do. People of God, we had better be bold. We'd better stand up for God's truth and share God's truth, or we're going to have struggles. Jesus says this, I am the way, I am the truth and the life. I am the way, Jesus says. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus Christ is the way. You want to make it in life? You stay in touch with him. When things are going bad and things are going downhill on a one-way street, you stay with him. He will help you turn things around. Yes, I think we all enjoy a good start to life. But what matters, folks, is this, how we finish. How do you finish the race? I have a friend that his, her kids uh, uh, run cross-country. One of them is very good. The other one is just running because he wants to, and he's young. He's in sixth grade, I think, or seventh, and uh, he just he's he's not built for cross country much forever. He's built for football, which he's playing also. But he's running cross country, and you know when he comes in near the bottom of the pack. But you know what? He has such a great attitude. He has such a great attitude. He's doing something he's enjoying, and he knows it's helping him in his health. And and he just – I'm just so pleased with this. I love going to watch him just because he has such a, a pleasant attitude. You know, when we when we do things and we, we don't attempt things because we think we're defeated, then you know what? Really, we are defeated. So let's not live in a defeated type of attitude. Let's live in a mode of victory. As you know, I coached sports for years and years, and and thank the Lord, and, and I guess that's good, but I, I was pretty successful at it. And in fact, more successful in coaching than I was in, uh, <laughs> than in playing. In my playing days, our teams were horrible. In coaching days, my teams were pretty good, and but I had a great opportunity in the coaching realm to be able to minister to kids' lives. And that's what God opened up, and he showed me. Be in the world. I wanted to be in the world. I didn't want to be a pastor behind closed doors. I wanted to be out in the world so that that God could use me to affect someone's life. And and I know he did at times, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for the kids that I was able to share with. God wants to use us. Now, we, like I said, doesn't always go perfect, you know. I could tell you instances of, of really – tough situations in my life. One of them, of course, was the death of my son. But you know what? God used it for his glory. Many people came to the Lord, and the church grew rapidly after he passed. And so I'm thankful that God used a bad situation and turned it into something good. And of course, I get to see my boy again anyway, and it's going to be a great day. And seeing Jesus and my son and my father and my mother and two brothers and all my friends. Well, you know what? What is life? As, as the sermon goes, life is like a dash. On your gravestone, it has your birth, the dash, and your death. The question is, what will your dash represent? What will it represent? Will God look at you and say, well done, my good and faithful servant? I think he will, because I think you're going to walk with him and serve him. 
Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.